You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, what we're hoping to get to, right, is uh, Marriage Story and Knives Out. We were yeah. going to do Marriage Story before, and we didn't get to it. And uh, and then, uh, theoretically, um, all bets are off after this week. Right. Um, because we have to, especially now that nominations are out, um, the Critics' Choice was out on Sunday, and the Golden Globes came out on Monday. And as much as I am a big fan of this, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I have never seen the Golden Globes get so slammed. Yeah, and everybody is slamming the Golden Globes from like every different. Direction. It's all kinds of. Yeah, it's not just one thing. It's uh, yeah, it's not like the one snub happened. It's uh, it's all over the place, and so. Uh, hopefully today, but maybe tomorrow I'm, what I'm going to have on, uh, are you screening is I'm going to have like kind of a, a rundown comparison. And yeah. so I'm going to have, uh, all the critics choice nominations, all the golden globe nominations and kind of side by side and here's this and here's that. And, uh, you know, golden globes splits still. So you have to, mm-hmm. uh, right. Shove things together and figure stuff out. But anyway, um, but on the movie side, on the you know actor side, on the director side, on the TV side, man, people were ripping the Golden Globes like yeah. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and uh, I've you know I feel like every year this is my chance to uh, rip on the Golden Globes, right? And the fact that it's the Hollywood Foreign Press, whatever, and why do we keep paying attention to this? And like now, I don't have to. Right, right. <laughs> it's like just, being done for me, yeah, which just is go cool. To the news. And I, I even saw a couple people. My personal Twitter feed yesterday morning was uh, going insane with people hating on the Golden Globes. And we actually got to, I think, which somehow eludes everyone, and it's like just me. Yeah. But we actually got to lots of people, uh, at least on Twitter, going, "Who the hell are the people in the Hollywood <laughs> Foreign Press anyway?" Yeah. Right. Um, and the funny thing about it for me is that I, you know, I've been bagging on them since we started doing this show. Yeah. When we started doing the show and I started bagging on them, you could go to the Hollywood Foreign Press website and find out who they are. Right. And it would tell you who they yeah, are. Members and it, are. And yeah. it would tell you the qualifications <laughs> for being one. Uh, and now, nothing. Yeah. Now they won't even tell you who they are. Right. It doesn't even say like, you don't even here, know how here's many the members. Yeah. And it used to be I used to make fun of them, too, because uh, the only qualifications were that you <laughs> live in L.A. Right. <laughs> and you write for some foreign Any anything, entity. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, or, or really like that you're employed by them. So like that was one oh, of, yeah, one wait, of my no. big things because yeah. you could just be a photographer. That's right. I remember you telling me who this. Who yeah. was providing pictures of people on red carpets. Right for whatever foreign publication and you're good. You got to vote, right? And not that that, you know, is necessarily like you can't be a photographer and know anything about movies. Sure. 
But I mean, you don't actually have to see any movies. You're not reviewing movies. Right. You're not writing about the movies or whatever. Yeah. Who knows if you ever go in? Yeah. You just send them <laughs> You're the there. photographs. Right. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? You still get to vote. <laughs> and uh, and when we started doing this show, I, I think there were like maybe 30 people. Uh, it might have even been less. That sounds about right. But it was really, really low. Yeah. It was, it's like there was yeah, no Yeah, for the no accolades it. that it got. Yeah, it was very small. Now they don't even tell you. So who knows? And they not only do they not tell you who they are specifically, because right. they used to tell you who they are specifically, right. who they worked for, right. whatever. They had the whole list like uh, you'd imagine anyone would or whatever, yeah. right? Um, but now they don't even tell you how many there are. Yeah. They don't even say, and it's this many. Right. Because I think that's, I think it's another step to tell you who they are and make people count them. Like they never yeah. told you how many they were. They'd say, here they are. And if you want to count them <laughs> right. and say that there's 20, yeah. then fine. But right. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing is, it, it's such a weird thing. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that it's been around so long that it's still around. Right. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just the, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. like the Miss America pageant. But it's like, like nobody nobody looks at it, right? right? It's just, hey, it's the Golden Globes, yep. which is why they're called the Golden Globes, right. right? Because we don't want to draw any attention to the fact uh, what this award is yeah. or who <clears throat> is. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's my uh, complaining about that. But And it sounds prestigious. Golden it, Globe. It, sound, it sounds good. I'd like sure. a Golden Globe. Um, but anyway, like I said, I'm, I'm going to run down. Some of them are legit crazy. Um, yeah. so there are some weird, uh, some weird nominations. Uh, anyway, um, but going back to last week, I'm going to uh, run through this thing cause I found my list, you got your list. and I know everybody wants to know. Right? I do. I love lists. Uh, so this is all of the movies that I like checked mm-hmm. on this strange poll that I still don't think has come out yet. So I'm not going to say what it is. Right. Um, I don't think it comes out until like Christmas or like the end of the year. Cause it's like at end it's of the end year, of end of the decade yeah. thing. But anyway, I had to take this poll and it was, uh, you know, invite only industry thing where they want the, you know, selections for whatever reason from industry people and will pretend that I am one. Right. And, but the poll was uh, the best movies of the decade, but it was just on this list that you could check. So you couldn't add your own right. movies. You couldn't say all these movies suck. Here's my top 10. Right. You had to pick from uh, what these were. So here's my list, and I'm just going to go through it real quick uh, just so you, I don't know, know what to watch in this order? weekend or something. Best film at the top? No, it's just uh, an alphabetical order of right. how they were on the thing. There's no way I'm going to order these, <laughs> right? Okay. And it's it's way more than 10. It's just it was vote for however many you want yeah. and right. whatever, right? So Avengers, uh, Black Swan, Darkest Hour, Easy A, and see, there are weird ones in here, right? Interesting. There are weird ones in here <laughs> okay. because I, not, I'm not saying that's one of the top 10 no, best movies of the I decade, know. right? I know. But I loved that movie. No, I know. I'm and, just saying Avengers, Easy A. Like, and I would, I would watch that movie over yeah. and over again. It was like, it's not necessarily that it was the, the, one of the best, but it was like a thing. Yeah. It, it was, yep, <laughs> it I remember. had like its moment or whatever. I okay. don't know. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Frozen, Her, How to Train Your Dragon, Hunger Games, Inside Lewin Davis, La La Land, 
Lady Bird, Logan, Manchester by the Sea, Phantom Thread, Pitch Perfect, Silver Linings Playbook, The Artist, The Favorite, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Whiplash, and Zootopia. <laughs> that's quite a list. And uh, it that's is a quite hell, a list. That's a hell of and a list. I wish you would put that in order, though. God, that would be the fun. Thing, the thing that... Uh, see, if I was going to make something bad. really in order, this is like doubly hard for me to put in order because once you order it, I think then it's more like you're saying these are actually the best or something. And then I have to add a bunch of movies. No, I know. Right? I, I mean, know. Because then, then like... I know. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually pretty, that's actually pretty solid because there's just a fun, there's a fun group. As you're reading down, there's a couple that I would think I'm not going to watch ever again. And right. I know that's not the only criteria, but yeah, some of those I'm like, yep, I'd watch that. I'd watch three bull boards right now. Right. Podcast shut down. We There's just sit a, here and watch yeah. it. I don't care. But the thing that I thought was odd uh, <laughs> is how many movies out of the, this list are from the later part of the decade. Yeah. And how many uh, things that were animated that I was yeah. like, look, man. That was great. I have to put that. And it was it Well, was some of those so good. I have decade dystopia because I... I'm like, you know, you say something like pitch perfect, and I'm like, wrong decade. Right. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Maybe that was 2011, 2010. I'm like thinking it's 20, you know, maybe 2008. Right. Seven. But there were like three or four. I'm like, well, I got to fact check that. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> right. Because it doesn't right. seem like it was just within the last 10 years. But yeah. All right. So that's, that's kind of uh, cool. That's that list. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to. I, so wait, the I, thing I that you filled to. out, that yeah. thing that you filled out, does that come out as like a. Uh, you know, this is how we poll. This is kind of who was invited, not your name, but then they give the results. Like is, yeah. are, the corrected results are overall the collective is going to be out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I imagine that it's going to be, uh, they're going to just put it in order of percentage of people sure. who voted for it. That's cool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and I imagine it's out somewhere at the end of the year, but yeah. I just thought it was interesting yeah, to, it is uh, cool. to look through all those things. Especially now that you see the names and you're like, well, that's not exactly the list I would have imagined, especially with all the animated stuff and, you right. know, you know right. that's fun. Um, and if I was really doing it, you know, it would be like twice as big because I oh, would I throw in. You'd go in. I know. I'd have all sorts of other movies to yeah. add in, but you know, those are the choices I had. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Um, and, you know, I was I was kind of going to go into nominations, but I think I'm not uh, going <laughs> to really, like, talk too much about nominations. Maybe, like, next week after I, As we get. After I look at them all for, like, a long time right. and, you know, whatever. But they are what they are, the nominations. I can tell you um, it's kind of funny because the there are some – in all the nominations, there are some where there's only so much room to diverge, Right. Yeah. So if you've got the Critics' Choice nominations, the Golden Globes nominations, the Academy Award nominations, if you talk like Best Director or Best Picture or Best Actor or something like that, right? In any category, there's like at least two. Yeah. Maybe three even, depending on how many nominations there are, right? Um, that they're just going to be on everyone's list, right? Yeah. No matter what. So there's the only room to diverge is like in those other two or, yeah. you know, depending on the category, right? Um, but so to a certain extent, both the critics choice and the golden globes are going to be fairly accurate predictors of the Oscar nominations. Right. And the critics yeah. choice always <laughs> loves to say yeah. that they're the best predictor, but man, where they can diverge. Yeah. They really diverge. Yeah. <laughs> so 
on that scheme of things, if you're just thinking which one of those two better predicts the Academy Awards, uh, you gotta hope that it's the <laughs> right, you choice. better hope. You better hope <laughs> because yeah. it's uh, I don't know. It's it, it's a really weird year in nominations. Uh, anyway, so we got a Marriage Story and Knives Out. And uh, so going into Marriage Story, uh, you know, Noah Baumbach, it's um, Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. And it is, it's basically the story of uh, a divorce, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we start the movie, they're like kind of thinking about separating and divorcing and the whole thing. Although they are, especially in movie land, they're like a little more amicable, amicable about it, even in the sense of, you know, a lot of times they say they're looking for an amicable divorce, right. but they don't necessarily act like that's what they're doing. Right. Like at the beginning, like they still act like they don't like each other. They yeah. stay away from each other, you know, whatever. Right. So it is kind of a more legitimate take on that story that. That yeah. they're actually trying to do that, whatever. Um, but like before, I just jump into my rating. Like this is a this is an odd movie, right, <laughs> for me? Um, because I'm a huge Noah Baumbach fan, right? Um, I like virtually everything that he's done. Yep. And uh oh, foreshadowing. So yeah, foreshadowing. So um, I was actually just going to run through like some of his movies. So. He's also a weird guy because I always feel like he's made more movies than he has. I I and, honestly and just I, looked this up last night and I thought the same thing. More, I I yeah. feel like No, I agree. I'll I'll think of a movie and I'll be like, "Yeah, I loved that movie and the other 20 movies that he did." Yep. <laughs> or whatever, and he didn't, right? Right. Um so I was just going to run through um so Kicking and Screaming from Not, like the late 80s I've, or whatever. It was the first thing I saw of his because it was the first thing he did and I loved it. And whenever I tried to find it later, all I could find is the Will Ferrell soccer <laughs> film because it's also named Kicking and Screaming. Right, right. And to discover how hard it is to find this film is actually almost Herculean. It's right. And it's not because it's similarly named. It's actually kind of tricky to just like order it. Right. You know, it's it's been, for a long time it was. It's a lot easier now. I looked for Kicking and Screaming Forever. That's my Noah Baumbach, right. his Will Ferrell thing. Like, <laughs> that was horrible. Right. It's awesome, though. If you haven't seen Kicking and Screaming at yeah. a certain age, it was great. It's um, it, it's a movie that is uh, just that movie alone. Like, you know why <laughs> he still makes movies, right? Yeah. It's almost like, you know, M. Night, right? It's right. like, you made this movie. Now you're just good now forever. that guy. Right? For, yeah. Um, but so then uh, Mr. Jealousy... And uh, that one was like in 97, and yeah. it's uh, weird because there's like a gap, right? Yeah. Then he did a movie called Highball, which he wrote and directed under fake names. Right. Two different fake names. Right, which is... <laughs> <laughs> right, because it's not always Alan Smithy, which right. is usually when you have a it's problem with the studio. It's not written and directed <laughs> by a fake name. It's, it's written called. by one fake name <laughs> and directed by another fake yeah. name. Um, and then the, really the Squid and the Whale is really when it, he that got was like he a took. lot of attention, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. He got like some serious attention for that. Yeah. And then uh, Margo at the Wedding... Right, Greenberg, uh, Francis Ha, While We're Young, Mistress America, and mm -hmm. uh, the 
Meyerowitz stories, which was yeah. last year, which was or the last year. year. Before? Um, uh, I guess it was the year before. I, I'm not even sure. It was 2017. It, mi- it might have been last year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, and then he also, apart from things he directed, he wrote uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve yeah. Zhu mm-hmm. and the Fantastic Mr. Fox and Madagascar Three. Right. Uh, so you've you've got that. So that's like his whole. Well, he's world, been right? present for a while now. Yeah, and. All of those movies, right? So, I mean, he is just, it, it's really kind of like he just makes movies for me, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. all of his movies are exactly the kind of movie I want to go see, I want people to make more of, and the whole thing. And they are all, there for me anyway, there's a certain like Robert Altman-esque-ness yeah. to the movies that he makes. And uh, the main connection there being that it's really all about conversations, right? It's yeah. just all about people talking to each other and having conversations. Right. All of his movies are the same, right? They yeah. are just about writing dialogue yeah. and and <clears throat> and filming conversations in ways that get the most out of that conversation and everything yeah. like that. But his movies have something else, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because all of his movies, like, you're just watching people talk for a really long time, right? Right. And there's no point for me, right, to movies like that. Right. Unless you get to the end of that movie, right, Right. and you go, oh, right? Okay. And A Marriage Story does not have that at all. Doesn't hit? No. A Marriage Story is... uh, a well-written, uh, like solidly filmed story that I've seen on TV, yeah, like fifty times, right? And it doesn't have anything new or interesting to say about any of it. And you get to the end of the movie, and I'm and at a certain point, like halfway through the movie, I started suffering through it. Like the first, the oh, first long too. the yeah. first half of the movie, I'm like, okay, this is about them being married and they're going to get divorced and, right. and, uh, they, they all want to be, you know, fine with it. They, you know, they just, they don't necessarily exactly hate each other now. Mm-hmm. They just are drifting apart or whatever. Then someone talks to a lawyer and the lawyer goes, oh, we have to screw everyone and yeah, right. uh, whatever it is that we have to do. And then uh, they both talk to lawyers, and then we figure out, oh, actually, I hate you. <laughs> and 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 I'll tell you, I don't want to get a bunch of woman letters, right? No. Oh. But whether there's any truth to this or not, <laughs> it is what always happens in TV or movies when this happens, right? right? So now, are women really like this? I don't know, right? Because I have not studied actual divorces and the whole thing, right? Right. But I have studied their portrayal in, in right. film and right. TV, right? And the difference <laughs> between men and women getting divorced, right, is that men are like, I don't like you anymore. And women are like, I always hated you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I pretended to be happy mm-hmm. <laughs> for X amount of time. And you would have never had any way of knowing that right. I was ever unhappy at any right. point. 
because I was just pretending and it looks exactly the same right, as when I'm happy, right. but I always hated you. <laughs> right? That is like the thing that women do in, yeah. in these yeah. scenarios in these, uh, TV and film portrayals of this happening. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So, so then that happens. <laughs> right. And then it's almost like towards the end, uh, we kind of get this like, uh, like the fact that I hate you is like why I still love you now or some kind of fortune cookie bonkers thing. I don't know. Some, yeah. And, uh, and then there's like the shoe tying and it's like, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't know. It didn't ultimately, I don't think have anything to say it there. There's no, I, I don't know. There, there was, there was none of anything that happened in any of his other movies, which right. said, and now here's why you're watching it. Like right. this could have just been like a documentary of people getting divorced and they hate each other. <laughs> right. And you go, Oh, all right. I mean, and it's over and now it's over. Right. But there's no actual story in this story. There's just saying some shit that happened. Right. Yeah. It's like if you, you know, point the camera outside your window for a day and go, that happened. And so it's a story <laughs> and, and it's just not. Yeah. It's, so anyway, um, but at the same time, uh, I couldn't help but appreciate like everyone who was in the movie too. Right. They all did really Nobody good. Nobody does a bad job. Right. Right. And Alan Alda was awesome. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he was stood out for me as like just... Yeah insanely good yeah. at what he was doing because uh, like he just was that guy almost like like if you had never seen Alan Alda before right. you would you would say I, they just suckered a right. actual lawyer <laughs> yeah, and right. told him this was a real person or yeah. whatever cuz he was so good yeah. I thought um anyway but everyone was really good and it you know it's put together really well but I just can't I just I can't add those parts together. Like right. the sum of the parts is not a whole. There's still no story. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> I gave this one a three. Whoa! Oh my god! I, I was way off. I had you at ten. Get out! I had you down at ten because I know how much you love Noah Baumbach. I, I had you. I at do, 10. but if he reads the phone book to me, it's not a story. Oh, I just wow. thought. Wow! This the, is that's earth shatteringly hard the first like i said the first half of the movie i was i was like really kind of on board right yeah and and like (laughs) i gotta lean back this is this is absolutely surprising uh so like the first half of the movie i was i was on board i wanted to be on board and i was like okay and and ultimately there was something about it where it turned into almost like watching a war movie yeah because i was like you know this just isn't like my story though. Like, yeah, right, I just I don't care. I'm right. not interested. Right. Yeah. And then by the time we got halfway, like I said, I was suffering through it. I was just going, get on with it. I've seen all this mm-hmm. so many times before everything that they did, every conversation they had, yeah. every time someone is talking to their lawyer, when Adam driver goes to his lawyer the first time before, <laughs> right. before, before he goes to Alan yeah. Alda. Right. And then after he switches back from Alan Alda, yeah, everything about Adam Driver and his lawyer, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like, you know, 
bad TV drama mm. bullshit about getting divorced. This is, mm-hmm. I have literally seen this exact scene right. like 50 times. And when it's with Alan Alda, it's more interesting because at least Alan Alda is a, a different guy who's trying to do something at least a little different with the whole divorce thing. Yeah. Right. But his other lawyer is just the exact same caricature lawyer of every TV show. So by the time you get halfway into the movie, I've, I've seen everything that happens so many times that I'm just like sitting there going, okay, and then this, and then this, (laughs) and then, oh, wait, now he's going to call her or he's going to see her again. And then this, and then they're going to not want to fight. And then, they're going to have a conversation where they're going to talk about not wanting to fight and wanting to be civil with mm-hmm. each other. That's going to turn in uh, like at one point I was like, uh, maybe uh, somebody kills somebody and then, it, <laughs> right. and then it will be slightly different. Right. <laughs> but, but I no. was thinking, I was thinking something interesting along those lines too. watching it uh, about 20 minutes after Alan Alda is no more on screen. And I thought right. if he had still been his lawyer, this would have been a different movie. Right. And I know that sounds obvious, but the moment Ray Liotta becomes the other lawyer, and now I remember every little thing that I know is going to come up in the court scene that I'm going to see, or the deposition scene, you know, and it's like, well, you did this with his phone, well, you did that with his computer, you know, and I'm like, it's just too many big breadcrumbs to be, yeah, no, I get it. It's funny, I have that same thought too, but. And and then. Oh my God. And then. well, so you what happens is, so this what is happens amazing. is, right? I love like it. all the other films that he's ever made, right? Like I said, you yeah. get to the end and you go, oh, okay. there's a there's and a denouement like, that ties. There's like up. a whole yeah. thing where you're like, oh my god, now I have to watch it again, right. or whatever, right? Right. And in this one, it ends and you go, oh, I was never watching a movie at all. <laughs> it turns I, out, I would that, actually. Yeah. It turns out that this is just like a trick. Yeah. Like, the real the real weird strength of the film is I agree with that almost explicitly and entirely as a truth. Like it, when I got to the end of the film, I remember I remember before I started watching it that it's um I can't remember where I picked that up, but that it was mostly going to be like uh an indicator about his breakup with Jennifer Jason Lee. Like I knew oh, I knew yeah, that yeah. going in. I thought I was in for something really amazing. Um it's funny that I always use a movie that means a lot to you, I know would be on your best list. Um, About Time has one of the best 10 or 15 minutes opening of a film, of any film I've seen as an adult. Like it's amazing. And it's not exactly the same movie after like a half hour, but that first 10 or 15 minutes is great. The way this film starts with each character showing a montage of why they love each other Right. And why they married each other and the strengths and the small differences, you know, the small annoyances, but the things that you discover when you're living or married to someone that you overlook because it's part of their quirky love. It's great because it's, you know, she says first and then he says next and you get this overlapping thing. And even before it reveals the scene that this is happening in, I knew it. Right. And I'm like, okay, but this is still kind of about time-ish because it's so much fun watching this montage of gift giving and mistakes and things that make a couple a couple. And it was really fundamental and effective in grounding these people that I just met. So I thought that was awesome. And 10 or 15 minutes in, I'm like, all right, this is going to be one of those movies. I can't wait. I gave it a seven. Okay. And for me, I understand, and I, I don't disagree with anything that you said about it. 
I had so much fun the first hour that by, and it's, let me look again because I had it here. It's two hours and 16 minutes, and it feels longer than that. But yeah. by the end of that first hour, all the choices that I guess, and I would assume really indicate the breakup between Noah and Jennifer Jason Lee, or at least are echoes of what really happened. They shouldn't be in the movie that he started. He should have taken that and made a film that was less of a personal reflection and more of a personal projection. If he'd projected stuff and then done what he does, which is make something kind of new or, or, or retie you know, the threads that are familiar <clears throat> through his way of telling stories, I think I would have liked it a lot better. It started sliding for me and it never precipitously slid off the rails like it did for you, but I started having less fun with it because I could see everything that was happening. And that almost exclusively begins when they really get lawyers involved. Right. There's, there's a time where they separate. There's a time where they're juggling schedules. There's a time where they're still trying to be very amicable towards each other because they share a child. There's all of these things because they made promises when they first started. And you get, you get glimpses of the difficulty in that from that very first scene because it, you know, they're telling each other. And there's, these there's a lot of cool stuff with like their acting group. All kinds that, of interesting where, stuff with where that. it's like mom and dad are yeah. getting divorced. Sure. Although they're just an acting they're group. They're just an acting right? group. They're right. not. And they, there was a lot of stuff that they could have, uh, I don't know, looked at that a little more there was because a, it was fun. There was some room there to explore things that weren't so tropish. Yeah. And instead, you're right. I, you know, an hour in, I'm like, mm, okay. All right. About the time they have their first angry phone call. Um, and she's, or maybe it's the second one. She's at this party and he's just trying to figure out like, why is his life falling apart when they promised each other they would split the TV center? You know, these kind of things. Then I'm like, it's not going to be Kramer versus Kramer. It's going to be this thing. And then it, and then it took a turn. It took when Alan Alda showed up because he is so charismatic and so affecting. Um, I thought, well, maybe it can rescue itself. Maybe it floated a little bit. And then again, they didn't plummet for me, but it never quite recovered from its decisions, even though those decisions, I guess, was the story he really wanted to tell. And as far as I know, this is, you know, some version of what really happened. And that's great. But I don't think, like you've said oftentimes, I don't, I don't think if that's really what happened, you should put it in a movie. You should right. make something else up. Right. So it definitely doesn't land as strong as it starts by any means, but I found... I found that I really, really love watching Adam Driver as long as he's not in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. He's so much fun, whether it's he Black is. Klansman yeah, really or good. or this or I mean, he's just so engagingly interesting to me in a very strange way. He's got like this physical presence, which is very towering and kind of oafish. But he's also got this thing where uh, I mean, I look he's like my little brother. Like I right. there's something about him. And I'm I'm hit or miss with Scarlett Johansson, but I really liked her in this. You know, even when she had to become bitchy. Right. You know, and then he's just like this wounded doe-eyed, like, why are you doing this to well, me? And, even there, and plus the, I kind of still liked it. Yeah, she she was she she does, really she good. She nails her job. She, yeah, she's you know? really good. There's even a part, like, if we would have taken this movie and made the first hour and a half shorter. Right. So that we can make the end longer. Right. And actually be doing... Uh, something where we're <laughs> trying to make a story out of it. Yeah. Like as things progress, right? Yeah. And she, you know, becomes bitchier, sort of. Whatever. Sort of. Not, I mean, I use the word very loosely, it, but so it's, it's yeah. not exactly like bitchier. And she's not being right. She's, but pretty soon, like, she goes to the lawyer 
Then she has just all this uh, like pent up yeah. frustration, right? Where sort of what she does is just go, "Well, I'm gonna screw you over now," right? And you know, I don't know if it's like bitchy exactly, but there are there's a point where she's like, "Hey, we could." compromise and yeah. she goes screw compromise i'm right. not gonna compromise i'm just gonna screw you over now i've been compromising yeah. so she is like i'm gonna screw you over now and he's like well i'm not gonna let you screw right, me because he now. gets prickish but you know? he's not yeah. really like i'm gonna screw you over right <clears throat> he's just going i'm not going to let you screw me over right which is different yeah although we're still yelling and fighting at each other right and everything right and then you know, then it's just like, oh, I hate you and I hate you and everything like that. And then the movie is like, so for Adam Driver's character, right? Yeah. Adam Driver's character is basically like, what the hell is she doing? She's totally trying to screw me over. I'm not going to let her screw me over. And then all of a sudden it's like, meh. Yeah. Right. And then now we're fine. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah. well, now we fast forwarded like a year and she's got a boyfriend and yeah. everybody loves each other. Right. Whatever we worked it out, but we didn't you know. get there right. in any way. We just that it, for me, it's almost as if they both shouted, I hate you and always hated you, and I'm gonna kill you the first chance I get. And right. then they went six months later, and right. then boom, and everyone's happy. And you're like, What isn't it? And that's like such a that's a trope, too. And isn't it weird how it's really the only way when you tell a story like this that you can tell a story like this? I think because you can't like we can't watch them for six more months to do these things. <laughs> right. There could have been a montage like there was in the beginning. If it had ended with like some small giving, some small acceptances, and then it got bigger, then you start seeing happiness again. Right. And then they grow that happiness to be separate lives, but unified for like that would have worked. But I mean, something, something other than what happened there, because yeah, I mean, it, again, loosely, because her being the bitchy movie is really just, just as like, bing. but he definitely has moments where he's prickish and being a bastard. And for her, you know, because they don't come from the same starting spot of this game together, they don't really see each other's point of view very well. When you get the lawyers involved, it's, you know, I thought Laura Dern was great. You know, she was assertive and powerful and i love the scene that basically alan alda is like praising her lawyer and i'm like you're screwed right because he's like she's good she wins a lot you know um yeah i i, I kind of wanted a film that was still in the first 15 minutes of what we saw instead of the two hours after yeah you know and i i appreciate and, and, what you he's know doing, i think but, uh i didn't mention laura Dern, but i think she is good uh as an actress yeah but I felt like her lawyer was a little cartoony. At it times, was a little right? cartoony, but it it's was, supposed uh, to be. She's L.A. power. You know, she's like this super. I, the things I liked about her the most were the scenes that weren't necessarily involved with any legal stuff. When she's like interviewing her and she's like telling her she's going to send her home with my book. Right, right, and Like right. those little influxes, that's L.A. lawyer. Like I love that stuff. Right. Just like the stuff with Ray Liotta, I kind of like most in his office. I don't really love when they're sitting before, you know, a table on each other, sniping right. back and forth. I, I will say this because it stood out to me. They tried very hard to hide how old Alan Alda is getting. And once he was on, once he was on the screen and I'm watching him and I saw some of the Parkinson's, you know, I saw him tremoring right, and shaking right. and how amazingly skillful. I stopped watching the film, not literally, but metaphorically. I stopped watching his scene and then I was watching him act and how he hit it and how he did just very small things to keep it from showing, even though it still showed. 
And I went, that guy's a genius. Right. He's so super talented. And I love seeing Alan Alda in a role that doesn't automatically scream to me, he's the bad guy. He's the guy that he's going to poison your right. coffee. Like it, it for a long time, he was taking that role over. It, it made me just wish I could see more Alan Alda. Right. Like that right. guy's so super cool and so great. And his character was really fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hugging people, his, playing his character with, you know? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, it's a strange, it's for me, it was a little bit of a disappointment. I like Noah Baumbach's films, not as much as you have done, but I always, I always enjoy watching them. Um, and this was a strange kind of letdown, but it wasn't like a crater. Like you giving a three is like, whoa. Yeah. I was, I was absolutely sure you were like nine or 10 range. Yeah. And you know, I, I would have been except, sure. I, you know, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I mean, I guess at some point there is, you lose objectivity or something, yeah. but you know, I don't like watch a Noah Baumbach movie because I want to have no story. No, right. It's quite something. the opposite. Actually. Right? I want to like, see, well, kicking and screaming is like if, a great if you're example. Gonna do, if you're going to make a movie like this, it has to actually have a, like there literally is no story to mm -hmm. the movie called marriage story. Right. right. There's, there's just, like I said, this, you know, this is just weirdly yeah. like a uh, biopic documentary yeah. of here's some things, of some things that happened to me. It's like, it's like you could watch this on TV and they, it would say portrayed by actress sure, or whatever, right. yeah. but it's, this is, this who is it's, some yeah. real thing that happened. You know, one, one small thing that I thought I was actually in a bit of trouble and it happens pretty late in the film. Um, but it could have saved the movie if I, if, and it's weird, I saw it relatively recently, but the film is in a weird way, kind of staggered to not, I don't exactly remember, not that I have to pinpoint the minute, you know, but I don't really remember how late in the film it was because it feels like it's in the last half hour. He could have easily shaved 15 minutes off this film for a decision that I, I just actually loathed it. It's both of them have independently, a song and dance scene. She's oh, doing this right, with right, her family right. and friends and he's doing it at like some weird nightclub <clears throat> where he's getting consoled by his theater group about how hard the divorce is. And when I watched her scene, I went, oh, okay, I get it. Like she's happy and she's getting happier. And then when you see his scene, you're like, he's wallowing. He's, you know, I understand what's happening, but I looked at that and I went, that's such a weird decision for someone who knows how to weave a story well. Like that's 15 minutes of this film I didn't need to see because it doesn't do anything. Right. And and as the film again progresses, like we already said, it just there are more indications of that happening. Kicking and screaming for me is just a story about college kids figuring out who they are as they get ready to leave college. And it's very simple, but by the end of that film, you're like, wow, that's that's really effective. Right. Like, and I think he could have done something more in that lane than he did with this. So yeah. Still, I might I might tell people to check it out if they are like my girlfriend's parents. They don't really want to see Blade Four, you know, or <laughs> right. any any Star Wars film. This is the kind of film they would see, and I might say, yeah, I you know it's long, but check it out, right? You know, so I don't know. Uh, so that's you I'll, definitely I'll get a, I'll get a lot You're, of mail, yeah, about that one, and uh, wow. and you know that's fine with that's me. Okay. But I I require there to be a story. If yeah there's a story that i missed then it doesn't exactly remind me of you know the story uh boy you know boyhood right right it, it's not like that but it kind of is like that it's kind of like we're just watching stuff happen because that's 
what would happen after right. you grew up for a while, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, it reminded me in it, some ways. It's like when I George Costanza that. trying to sell right. Seinfeld, right? right? Why am I watching it? Right. Cause it's on it's TV. On TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so. It doesn't have to be about anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So, uh, moving on to knives out. This will be interesting. Um, this might be interesting. I don't know. Um, so knives, I'm not even going to say all the people who are, <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a ton of, people. uh, but, e- but everyone's in it and, uh, everyone who's in it is really awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's a detective story. It's almost like an Agatha Christie story. It's very it, Agatha Christie. It's, um, you know, every kind of detective writer has, <laughs> As much as it seems like they're just all the same, right? Yeah, right. There's a crime, there's a detective, yeah. whatever. Sure. Um, but this one has a very Agatha Christie kind of feel to it. Yeah. And it's got a very Agatha Christie detective. Protagonist, in it, right? yeah. Um, and the, the, so the story, which the trailers uh, really kind of give away the general idea of the story, yeah. is just that this old guy died. And that he died when all his family was there right. or or right about right there, there or whatever yeah. um, because it was his 85th birthday. Yep. And so they were all there. Yeah. And he ends up dead. And the police originally think that it's uh, – uh, suicide. suicide. It's supposed to like, like, yeah, it, it looks, looks like, it one. looks like a suicide. It looks like he cut right? his own throat. Yeah. But, uh, obviously that's not a detective story. Right. So, <laughs> so it turns Unless out. Unless Noah Baumbach is doing it. Um, so it turns out, you know, whatever, it looks more and more like he was killed. Who knows? Right. Whatever's happening. Um, but anyway, it's, it's like, uh, Agatha Christie meets clue. Yeah. And let's, let's see what's in each room and who there are. So the, (laughs) the father who died is insanely rich because he's an author and wrote a jillion stories. And, uh, so he's got his, you know, his one son basically runs the publishing company which means nothing because it's like an author-specific publishing company. Right. Right? It's right. just – it's yeah. not like an actual publishing company where he's doing other work. I mean, or right. he's in charge of other things. Yeah. It's just they publish – he publishes his dad's books. Right. And uh, there's like – the black sheep son and there's the you know there's the daughter there's the daughter-in-law who was married to one of his sons who died a long time ago yeah and so the daughter-in-law also has a daughter and it's just like family everywhere and then there's like the housekeeper and uh the young nurse right right and so it's just people everywhere and then you've got uh you've got the two cops right yeah, and they're yep. interviewing everything, and then uh, and then you've got the actual detective who uh, <laughs> was hired mysteriously. Right, no one knows, uh, <laughs> not even he. Not yeah, yeah not even he knows right. who hired. So him. we got multiple layers of mystery here, which um, I thought was a really effectively used part of the plot. Yeah, um, because that's the sort of thing that could happen and not necessarily be like a big deal, right? But it is in itself a clue. Yeah, um, and it's really cool because uh, you know it's so it's Daniel Craig who is this investigator, and it's yeah. just it's just kind of awesome how he keeps coming back to that, and he yeah. keeps just like 
kind of shouting, but why was I hired? Right. You know, and right. even when they find out more and more stuff yeah. and he knows more and more details and he's like, but wait, but wait, why, why was, didn't you? Yeah. Right. We can't know everything yeah. because why was I hired? Right. Who hired me? And yeah, there's, well, there's the murder and the cop and the trooper are there to, you know, mostly figure out if this is truly a suicide and he's there like, well, maybe I can figure that out with you, but I'm here to figure out who paid me. Right. Like right. this is, we're working on the same house, but really I'm here for a different reason. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a and weird so overlapping he, thing. So here's another movie. Uh, it's kind of interesting to do these two movies together. Uh, it's Ryan Johnson. It's written right. and directed by Ryan Johnson. Yep. And uh, it is another movie that uh, also feels kind of Robert Altman-y. Yeah. Like I could see, like yeah, if I you did. just showed me this movie and said, guess what? This is the secret Robert <laughs> Altman movie that you never knew existed. Right. I'd be like, uh, I'd buy that. It looks like it could be. <laughs> right. Right. Um, that, you know, it's all like the conversations and the moving about. Yeah. And we've got like, will you see the same scene a couple different times as different people oh, yeah, are explaining right. it? Yeah. And not only this, so this is very, uh, it made makes me think of Robert Altman, even if I can't pick a Robert Altman thing that, that no, this I know. comes it, from. Yeah. But there are even scenes that uh, they actually filmed again so people can have different looks on their faces, right. even though they do the exact same thing. Like yeah. It's not like right. they just film it from two different angles and show I, those two different angles. Yeah. They have like, you see it the first time, everybody's all smiling sure, and whatever. Right. And then they film like the whole thing and you see what's actually happening and no one's smiling right. and it's a very different yep. uh, thing that's happening. I love I that. that was awesome. I love that. Yeah. Because if someone's perspective is, you know, I hate my sister-in-law, like she's such a money grabber and then you see the scene again. She's not pleasant. She's right. like looking to stuff her. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. That was, okay. That was so nice uh, that's the movie. So now that uh, I d- dropped the marriage but, story bomb, right? right. I'm going to make you go first. Well, that's easy enough. I, I had, I had a lot of fun with the film, even, even though I was in the mood for it, it, it does in a little bit of a way what a marriage story did. It starts out strong. It's really interesting, but these kind of films, they have that. How long can I go? Um, and keep your interest, even while I'm juggling like all these different characters. This is another over two hour film. I feel like the last end of the film, I feel like it tried to do too many things. And by the genre of that film, it almost feels like it's got to have like a double who did it reveal kind of thing. Right. It, it, it kind of wore on me a little bit, but I was having so much fun because the cast was great. I was surprised how much I actually wound up liking it. I, I gave it an eight. I thought it was, I thought it was so much fun. Yeah. Wow. I had, I had a blast with it. And most of that comes from the initial who's a suspect, why are they all doing things? I, the smaller characters from people established like Don Johnson, it's still good to see him doing things. Jamie Lee Curtis almost had me howling, you know, right. with all the stuff she was doing. Um, you know, it, I feel in some strange way that I would have liked the film or didn't like the film based on how much I could take <laughs> Daniel Craig's like Southern drawl. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as it started, I was like, oh, I think I might be okay. And then as it kept going on and on, I was like tongue in cheek. I, I thought it was a blast. Yeah. It's one of those films where when I'm watching it and I could see someone who either doesn't like playing Clue, because it they even <laughs> say it in the film, and it's very self-aware. There's all right. these little touches. Like, oh, yeah. Even are. the cop is like, the guy lives in the house of Clue. Like right. it really is the parlor and the, you know, the secret passageways and stuff. I'm watching that and I'm having a blast because they're having fun doing it. 
And then there are these nuances, like you say, there's flashbacks and different perspectives to other scenes where you see them from other characters. And I appreciate how much work they had to do to make the film have fun. And then I like kind of the subtle, I don't know if I'd say contemporary, but it is contemporary. Like an easy, an easy jab at current things is Jamie Lee Curtis is this person who separates herself from her siblings and says, you know, they all work for dad, but I'm, I'm self-made. I started off, I made this company from scratch. It's not the same thing at all. And then find out later, yeah, she started her own company with a million dollar loan from her dad. A hundred million. A hundred million dollars. (laughs) Excuse me. And, and I'm like, there's a lot of contemporary stuff going on here. There's another right. layer a below the layer that's below the layer that you're being seen. And I think if you want to pay attention to it all, you'll have fun. If you just want to turn your brain off and watch a bunch of faces you know talk funny, that's kind of fun too. Fundamentally, before you jump in and tell me you gave it a two, you know, <laughs> fundamentally, there are big problems with it because even with things like an Agatha Christie adaptation, they're a lot more airtight. Benoit Blanc doesn't do 50 of the things that I would do as a private investigator, not because I'm great at it, but you got a human lie detector machine and I'd solve the film in the first 15 minutes of meeting her by just asking three, four questions you have to ask her. Do you know who hired me? Do you, do you know if he was murdered? You know, there are things because there's an interesting thing with the maid who's, um, Christopher Plummer, who's the old guy that dies, he is not only just her nurse, he's like her best friend. She's a real, genuine, honest person from what we see in the beginning. But she has this interesting thing, and I can't even remember how he phrased it in the film, but if she tells a lie, she actually has a gag reflex and she throws up. Right. Like, not metaphorically, she really vomits. And I'm like, well, I you got to sit right here. I got 10 <laughs> questions for you little fuck to solve the whole thing. And he doesn't do that because there's a movie to have, right. you know? So... I, I wound up having a lot of fun with it, though. You yeah. know, it was it was a good time. Now, uh, I, won't, I, I won't even hold oh, you in God. suspense. You right? I gave it. it a ten. Oh, you're you're such a like you're sitting over there like you're disgusted with the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just surprised. It was you, fun. I was surprised you only gave it an eight um, because actually I started getting a little I watched, bored. I watched this movie, and two hours later, I watched it again. Did you really? I did. Wow. It was. Uh, I, so I. Th- here's the thing. Apart from the fact that I guess you could make the case. That's cool. That if you have. Who the, the hell are you? You if just you gave Noah Baumbach a three and Ryan Johnson a 10? Yeah. All right. What's wrong with Ryan Johnson? Well, The Last Jedi. <laughs> well. I, Brick and Looper. So, we didn't even get into that. So but here's. Yeah, he's here's great. Uh, not that we actually need to talk about this but my my take on this especially at at this stage of life right yeah if you are directing anything in the mcu or star wars movie Mm -hmm. there is only so much that i can uh lay at the feet of whoever is the director like the in quotes director right i disagree with this there nobody is giving a mcu movie or a Star Wars movie I know, to I know. any director, no sure. matter who they are, yeah. and going, all right, do whatever you want. Yeah, like you're, no, I you're, you're all good to go, yep. right? And so, whatever happens, if it's good, it's because of you. If it's right. bad, it's because of you. Right. That's just not. That's uh, not for that, them. That's right. not directing those right. movies, right? Right. Um, but anyway, uh, so I I thought well, like when this movie ended, right? 
I was I was having a blast the whole time. Yeah. Um, I loved everyone who was in it, especially uh, the girl Anna. Anna Diarmas. Yeah. Anna Diarmas. Yeah. Uh, She's she great. was she was amazing. She's great. And I like you were saying. I suppose you can make the case that you just grab this girl and and ask her a bunch of questions. But you only know what you would get out of that because you know what happened. Like right. you don't know right. what you would get out of that. Yeah. And I mean, she didn't have to answer you at all, so she wouldn't be lying. Right. Well, <laughs> right. And they, they set up a character thing with her where she isn't. It's not that she's naive. She is. And if you, I'm not going to ruin the film, but she is portrayed as being almost Snow White. Like she's right. good. Right. She is. She is good. And she fundamentally represents another contemporary thing, which are like dreamers, because the reason. She's trying to do right is because she has a, a potentially uh, immigration problem at home with her mom. Right. You know, right. but she is inherently just a sweet, nice, good person, which kind of vies a little bit because when you're watching her and Christopher Plummer go back and forth, she's not Snow White good. She's kind of like, I'll tell you the dirtiest joke you ever heard, but I'll still give you your medicine. Right. You know, that right. kind of thing. But yeah, it, I mean, she's also, she's portrayed in a way that I think if he just said, you know, but, but the thing about my complaint with that is, is Benoit knows stuff that no one else knows, primarily that no one, and he didn't reveal I think at that point, you saw it twice, you've seen it more than I have, whether he was hired anonymously at that point or not, he was just there, but he should be able to sit down and just be like, I got three questions for you. Do you know who did it? Do you know who hired me? And do you know anything you're not telling us? You know, that kind of thing. But I realized that that would expedite a two-hour film into like a 30-minute right. TV show. Right. And uh, I th- I think that they pretty legitimately covered the sense that you don't know what asking her anything would get you anyway. And and he certainly doesn't because he doesn't at like at the, that at the point, point they start point. questioning her. Right. He doesn't really know anything right. anyway, uh, you know, like to ask her stuff. Right. But, you know, she could just leave. I mean. Sure. And I, I don't know. At that point in the movie, I think uh, the balance of whether or not you could ask her a few questions versus, like, alienating her for the rest of the movie. Sure. And now sure. she's going to well, leave and, and never he, be near you again. He, he deputizes <laughs> her for the Watson role, and she's right. around him a lot. And during that time, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not saying yeah. Superman's cape doesn't move that and way. In, but I'm just and saying. in the end. It's convenient. In the end, they use it and to they do. great effect. It's a great so. effect. It is <laughs> so. great. But yeah. so like watching the movie, right? Watching the movie, I I loved everything mm-hmm. basically that I was watching. Yeah. Like moment to moment, it yeah. was awesome, right? I, I loved all the people in it. Everyone who gets any time on screen right. is, you know, in general, even though you know who all these people are, right? Yeah. Um, that, you know, like it's, Don Johnson and sure. you mentioned Tony Collette and Jamie Lee Curtis and every, you know. everyone who's in this movie, despite you knowing them, yeah, is probably kind of underrated in general. Yeah, actually. because what they do in yep. this movie is like you cannot just get any four or five people true. to fill these That's roles true. and really you know have it like kind of work even to the Chris same Evans. level. Yeah, even right? Chris Evans, who's riding high with the he Avengers was stuff, great, he was though. stunningly fun. He like was he, awesome he, in he it. dove into this and yeah. he used every every and moment he, of screen he and could get. He delivered yeah. it perfectly. He, he was really good. Yeah, he did. Um but so I'm so I'm watching the movie and I'm uh, like loving everything. And then, you know, as we were talking 
uh, earlier, mm-hmm. every, every next thing that they did, I was like, oh, should I, you know, because they'd, yeah. show, they'd show the scene again, but it would be different. Yeah. Or they would, uh, you know, the connections of how things worked would, you know, just if it wasn't something that was uh, an awesome, like, twist or, or you know, reason behind things happening or mm-hmm. whatever, then it was something that was just crazy fun. It was fun, and, yeah. And, like, looked It took cool chances. And, yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, and all the while, it was kind of like you, you never really cared about figuring it out. Actually, which I, for me, I thought was a, a strange but like fun twist to watching a detective movie mm-hmm. because I was never sitting there going, "All right, who did do it? Like, who why was, did yeah, that? Right. Like, I was never like trying to figure it out. Right. I was just sitting there going, "I don't know what roller yeah. coaster we're on right. or where I'll it's going to go." Yeah. And then by the time you get to the end, I mean, like some things are, you know, if you're trying to be that guy some things are like a little obvious or whatever but like it it never yeah, it never mattered it, no. it was never what was going on or whatever and it did some I, I it did some things that i thought were really awesome even within this goofy context of it's like a goofy movie it's like clue it is like, like a goofy it, movie it's not it is it's not trying to be and it's the designed Maltese to be falcon right. or whatever right right but it did some awesome things, like when they go upstairs and they figure out someone came in the window, yep, and they start looking for the dirt and everything, and then ultimately you realize, well, oh my god, right, it's, right, it's and it's actually, fun to talk about. It's hard to talk about without revealing yeah, yeah. certain things, and I'm not going to because I think, and I know you're not going to either. Worth it. It's worth it, you yeah. know. It's it's absolutely one of the things that's very fun as a remedy and also kind of enjoyable is it's a thoughtful exercised, premeditated, pre-calculated, and predetermined, multiple-layered, fun story. Right. You know, you when, by the time you go upstairs and Benoit Blanc and all the other, you know, legal guys around him, they figure out that there's a secret passage, you realize where the investment is for more than one character as to what's happening and why, and who does it point to? Who does it implicate? This The fun of the film is partially, I think you'd be wasting your time if and, and that's okay if you want, not you, but I think it, any of the audience wanted to waste their time trying to figure out who did it. You're missing the fun. You should actually right, put right. in like a roller coaster. You're on this ride. It's going to take time to show why every single person had a motive, had an opportunity. The fun isn't just figuring it out and seeing if you're right. The fun is getting to the point where now it's revealed and now we look back and see all this other stuff and all these other things that were underpinning it. And how layered and crazily easy it did those things. Like it, it looks effortless, and, and it looks and how, effective. And how all the characters are like really coming through. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, Uh-oh. even even with like the slightest like hints. Right. Yeah. Really. That's why I don't either. Right? Um, but you have to talk about it. You a little bit, right? But some of the stuff that happens that actually like delivers these characters mm-hmm. in like tiny ways. That writing is so solid. Yeah. Like the fact that yep. the dad, yep. right, who's dead. Right. But by the end of the movie, we have such a clear picture of that character. Yeah. Despite the fact that we've seen him for like five minutes yeah. in the movie. Right. But the things that he does, and it's so crazy. The, the One of the craziest things for me about this movie is that you believe like what happened. Yeah. Like absolutely, that, that's the strangest pull. Yeah, like <laughs> that people did the things, These things that they did. Yeah, 
And again, you know, I don't want to give tons of stuff away. No, it's funny to, but you can, but that you can have characters on screen for such a limited time, yeah. and yet convince me like I don't even have to question it. Like I just totally believe right. that happened, right. you know. And and even for all the other characters, even the fact one of the things that I think is super awesome about the movie is that the movie starts off, everyone lies. Right. No one needed to. Right. They're just right. lying they're just, just lying because to make they themselves lie. Because right? they're, yeah, these because are bad people. They have totally other They're selfish and self-obsessed. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that in itself is so cool. It's Yeah. And that becomes better, right? right. When you, you get when to you the end of it and yeah. you're like, well, shut right. up. Right. right. And anyway. It's, it's rare for me specifically, and I think you, because I think we both really like this actor- immensely but it's rare for me to have spent so much time gushing about a film that i had a lot of fun with you got me interested maybe i will see it maybe i can see it a second time um uh, it's really rare for me to have michael shannon in a film and not just focus specifically right, on him right. he's great in this he has his scenes strangely his later scene i actually think is irrelevant and unnecessary but um for, for the choppiness of the film, but he's so good in this. And I'm just thinking of like all the subtle things between like the housekeeper to the great, uh, what was her name? Oh, great Nana. Right. Right. You know, great Nana to, uh, the little neo-Nazi kid, you know, <laughs> right. all these little characters who are still there, they have a thing to do, but their contribution is to a bigger part of the whole. They're all a riot. Like every right. single one of them have just like fun stuff. But at the end, I've spent so much time talking about all these great things, and I realized, you know, hey, I haven't even told anybody Michael Shannon's in this, if you didn't right. know. And usually he's the one that I'm like, this film exists because Michael Shannon was in three scenes. Right. You know, he, he looks like he's having a blast. His character is really interesting. And I, I just, I appreciated the thoughtfulness and the attentiveness to making a story that is very difficult to do as effective as this is done. Right. You could always go the easy route and do something like Basic Instinct where you're like, well, there's the killer. Oh, wait, killer isn't the killer. Now we know a new killer. Blah, you didn't know this is the killer. Like all these triple reveals and double double crosses, it doesn't really perpetuate itself in this because it's got a better story to tell. Right. And hopefully it shows everybody making stories like this. That's possible. Right. And you know, uh, we're running out of time, but basically I got to the end of this movie, right? And uh, and I really had to think for like a few minutes when this movie ended. I was like, what where's would I whole... do? What would I do differently? Yeah, where's the problem? What, what is the, what is the thing where you make this better? Like yeah. if this isn't 10, I don't know what is because I loved yeah. everything. And if there were any kind of small flaws or whatever – like, it's not even that I could overlook them. It's just that I didn't. I didn't see them. Notice them yeah. at all. Like, yeah. It was so. It was so fun to be like on this ride. Like if you got really nitpicky, right? There's uh, there are a couple of parts. Like there's one scene with the walking in the mud and mm -hmm. like covering up tracks and stuff. That where was great. where I was like, eh, it was it, yeah. the the idea of it yeah. is fine right it was a little hokey how they pulled it off you know and i was i was kind of like oh it's you funny know, i, I you love could, you could do that uh, I, yeah better whatever but even then it's like and for me I the mean, scene <laughs> yeah for me the scene before it was the hokey one i love the mud scene i thought the videotape scene was the one oh, come on yeah 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 but that, i i this is if we're was. if we're digging in to nitpick that thing we loved it right you know i mean right. like there's nothing there to really nitpick right. at but well, that's, a, that's a surprise. Uh, yeah, that is uh, you know? 
the, man, that was I huge. Heard, I heard how much good buzz it was getting, and I thought, this is a, this is a movie that's very easy to say, because you mentioned it earlier. I, I actually think you do pretty much get the film that the movie in the trailer shows you. You just get a way better Yeah, you payoff. just don't realize. You don't realize what you're... Because this looks kind of disposable with a bunch of you know stars in a film that is just going to like trick you into something right you're getting a way better experience in this film and a much more like engaging time overall but it is the film you get in the trailer right it's just way better so and uh this is not even my favorite movie of the year yeah, and uh, and I've already bagged on lots of other things that are this, getting you do nominated. This. You, give, so. you give things like tens, <laughs> and you're like, ah, this was like the fifteenth best film. No, it was uh, it was really good. Uh, yeah. All right, so uh, we're running out of time. Uh, go yeah. see Knives Out. Yeah. Okay, so next week uh, we're gonna have Jumanji yep. and probably several other things, yeah. and the week after that clearly is going to be Star, Star Wars, Wars and several other things. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then. It'll probably be wrap up of the year and then start on lists and yeah. it'll be post holidays and who knows what. Right. But uh, it will be at least Jumanji and uh, a couple other things. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you, if you are one of those people who now goes to theaters on like Christmas Eve or Christmas or when stuff comes out and yeah. everything, that there's like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we've uh, been ripping on this whole year. Right. Now for yeah, that now day it's anyway. Floodgates. Yeah. Right? Everything's for open. that day, you're spoiled for choice. Right. So, I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Good luck. Uh, but thanks for tuning in and we'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to AreYouScreening.Podbean.com or AreYouScreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>